0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 577 with guest Aaron Lawrence, recorded on July 13th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy and or gal. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from The AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Summer is definitely here. It's definitely hot. It's definitely raining. We definitely have thunderstorms, but that's what makes the Midwest great. And of course, we post the, the uh, show with world-class show notes. Now, tonight, we're going to have a bunch of show notes. You want to head out to the Guy TV slash. HGG577. All the show notes, all the links Aaron talks about will be there. And, uh, and you can grab them from there if you're interested. Big thanks to Gavin Campbell, who joined us uh, last week. And Gavin always gets me moving on Unraid. Yes, I set up an Unraid server. Yes, we'll talk about it some more as we move forward. But Gavin will come back and we'll spend some time doing it. So big thanks to Gavin Campbell for coming on. then, of course, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Who, uh, who make those pledges every single month? And many of you do it faithfully. I don't know why you do it, but thank you. Thanks for doing it. If you want to join that team, head out to the average slash Patreon. Aaron Lawrence from Tech Gadgets Canada. Make sure you get the S in there. TechGadgetsCanada.com is with us. Aaron, always great to see you. Welcome back.
1: Jim, thanks for having me back. So good to see you as well. And what oh, happens? Where does it take you if you forget the S? I've uh, actually never done it
0: like a site that tries to sell you something, you know, it's like a domain, one of okay. those domain holders. So it's not,
1: At least it's, it's not, not dirty bad.
0: as I was exactly <laughs> yeah. as I was tweeting <laughs> out the show. I always check the links and I had left the S out could, and I'm like, could be
1: oh, a different kind of gadget. That,
0: yeah. It's not, not good. Not good to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a little uncomfortable. Well, we're glad that you, <laughs> glad you're here with us, Aaron. Uh, let's edit. just check in really quick. No, no. For those who are, I don't, I don't edit anything. Uh, for those we know who know you're up in Canada, and Gavin is up in Canada as well, and and we know those the fires have been affecting you guys. Are you affected at all by them? Uh, everything okay for you up there?
1: Everything good. Alberta's uh, dampened up a little bit with a whole bunch of rain in the last oh, yeah. week, so we good. don't have much um, many fires burning, but we're getting the smoke from the province next door, British Columbia. So. It's been a smoky day here in Calgary where I am today, but, you know, all things considered, it could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah, well, we're thinking about you guys. I use my radar as my weather device, MyRadar.com. It's a app for, a really good weather app for Windows. And um, as you, as you uh, kind of pull back on the United States and you get into Canada, you can enable fire indicators. And I did this a couple of years ago when, the West Coast of the United States was burning down. And I was like, okay, let's, it, it just kind of helps me keep track of where things were going on. We were really mm-hmm. dry here in the Midwest uh, this early spring, and we had some wildfire. It's, uh, it's unusual to think about, but we here on the Plains, if it gets dry enough, the Plains will burn yeah. down. Like, so we had some fire problems out here as well. But as I'm looking at the map right now, like all of Canada is just one, like, like, just a, (laughs) just fire indicators. Yeah. burning. Yeah, So, yeah, well, There are, there are
1: an unusual amount of fires this
0: year. Yeah. yeah, Well, hopefully, people will stay safe. I know uh, property damage is involved in those kinds of things. And, and, uh, and we're wishing the best for all of you living in that part of the world. And uh, hopefully you'll have a wetter than normal summer, or maybe winter will come early. (laughs) Something like that, right?
1: In Calgary, it always does. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. worries it's, there. <laughs> no, cold weather is on its way. <laughs> we we know that for sure. Well, you've been spending some time, as I've noticed over there at Tech Edge's Canada. You've been spending some time. You're kind of our vacuum cleaner expert, and you've been doing some vacuum cleaner reviews. But before we and we won't we won't dive in individually. You do a great job of making sure there's a YouTube video and that you cover the pros and cons. Check it out if you're interested. TechGadgetsCanada.com, if you want to check that out. All your reviews are there. But I want to ask you, we've been spending some time talking about robot vacuum cleaners. Does that, if you've got a robot vacuum cleaner, does that change the way you look at the the upright or whatever you have before? Did, did For you, as you've done both, does it change what you think about for a, a regular vacuum cleaner? Because you have to have both, right? Robot can't do the whole thing. There's times you need a regular vacuum cleaner, right?
1: Yeah. And that's how I have come to look at them is it's kind of a team sport, if you will. Um, The robot vacuum can tackle a lot of that daily accumulation. And, you know, for those of us who have pets and cats, cats or dogs in the house and shedders, um, the robot can kind of keep up on the pet hair in the house, which is really helpful. But there is no substitute for having a really good upright vacuum, whether that's a corded one um, or a cordless one, a lot as a lot of them are. And I mean, yeah, you still need something that's going to get into the corners, that's going to be able to tackle your upholstery um, and that can do the stairs because robot vacuums, as good as they are, they can now manage multiple levels of your home through mapping. So they recognize where they are and they'll clean, but you got to carry them up and down the stairs. Though I did see this week or last, there is some kind of robot that's been announced that can climb up the stairs. It's got some kind of, it almost looks like a little bit of a tank mechanism. So it lifts itself up each stair and then it'll clean the stairs and then it'll lift itself up to the next one. So I'm interested to see how well that works and how (laughs) creepy that might be in your house.
0: My, we just, (laughs) we just put new carpet in uh, both upstairs and downstairs and then recarpeted the stairs. And it's thick. I mean, it's not plush, but it's pretty thick carpet. And I would think the amount of energy it would take that robot to get up each one of those stairs but I mean, I'm winded by the time I get to the top of the stairs. That thing might be starting back down to get. In do you have two chargers? Does it know where both are? Can it just go to the closest one? I mean, those are. I don't know if you know uh, the answers to those questions. questions, but those would be. You know, th- thinking about because you don't. It's it's going to take a while to climb the stairs, and then it's got to get. Yeah, to,
1: that's something I didn't think of. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and energy, right?
0: Yeah, it just seems like it would take an enormous amount of energy for those little tiny batteries that are in there to get, mm-hmm. you know, to get to the top. So KDGA says he has, he's, he doesn't have any carpet in his house, so he's good, he's good to go. But, um, yeah, well, so if I've got a robot vacuum cleaner, uh, and, and you recently, like, so you, you, you mentioned this here in a second. Let me, let me bring this up on screen. You got the opportunity uh, to look at this, the, 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 uh, the Dyson Gen 5, the stick vacuum. If I'm, if I'm going into, if I'm going to get a robot for downstairs and I'm going to carry it upstairs or whatever, and I'm thinking about that second vacuum, can a stick do the job? And, and and is it adequate enough? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. So we've got all carpet downstairs in our house and all hard floors upstairs, hard floors and rugs. And we have a big old corded Dyson vacuum that we bought, you know, 20 years ago. Still works great, but it's big, it's heavy and it's got a cord on it. So I've been trying out a whole bunch of these stick vacuums, um, quite a few from Dyson, several from Tyne Co or Tinyco. My husband it, likes to call it Tinyco, but I think it's Co. <laughs> Um, And they do do a really great job. So, I mean, they're, how to, how to put this, like you can do smaller areas. Like if you have a 4,000 square foot house, a stick vacuum might not cut it. But these days that Dyson you were just showing has, I think a 70 minute runtime on the battery and it's got really powerful suction. So it actually can clean my whole house in one go and not need to be recharged. So I think you got to be careful. If you do have a real large space and you're vacuuming a lot, you just want to choose the right stick vacuum. But I think a lot of these stick vacuums are more than good enough to replace any older corded upright vacuums that you've got in your house. And frankly, they're a heck of a lot easier to store and a lot easier to carry up and downstairs.
0: Mm, Yeah. Light. I mean, they're meant to to kind of be charged on a regular basis right um, have you found uh, the 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 you know the the mess with vacuums we have an old Auric that's know, mm. probably 20 years old now it's a great vacuum cleaner i mean it's so simple yeah. i have fixed that thing like a thousand times i even ordered we cracked the back of the housing, and I got a new housing on eBay and fixed it. brilliant. It's been a great vacuum, but I know eventually it's going to go. And it's also, it's also a bag vacuum, right? And so we got to find bags Mm, for mm -hmm. it. And it's always a little messy. It's not bad. It's not terrible. These, the companies like Dyson make it sound like, you know, a bag explodes every time you (laughs) take it out of the vacuum, right? It's, you know, of course, Dyson, I think, kind of pioneered this idea of a canister with the, with the wind Mm -hmm. tunnel, right? Is that, uh, (laughs) where are we at with Dyson's these days? And, you know, I'm, I'm maybe in a 2,000 square foot. It's, we don't have a giant house. It's not very big at all. Would this work if I was going to make the change?
1: This one absolutely would. Yeah, the, the Gen 5 Detect is the newest one that we're talking about. I just finished reviewing it. It's the canister that you're talking about um, has sort of a lever on it. So you just hold the canister over the garbage, push the lever down and it dumps everything in. So you don't have to worry about vacuum bags. The other thing that um, a lot of the Dysons in particular have, but some others do as well, is they've got a washable filter. So you can actually wash all the parts. You can you know wipe out the inside and you can clean the filter yourself and not have to worry about replacements, which is huge. The other thing that vacuum cleaners are doing, which I was really not sure about in the beginning, um, is lasers. Lasers shoot out of the front of the vacuum. What? And shine across your floor. Yeah. And illuminate the dirt on your floor.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Yep. Wow. And I wow. thought, come on. Like, Star Warsification of vacuums. We don't need to go here. But... I was skeptical. I tried it. And Jim, I can't tell you how much easier it makes it to see the junk that's on your oh, floors Yeah, that yeah, you thought sure. you could see, but you had no idea was actually there.
0: Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. Right. I mean, it does. I'm showing the picture of it here. And if you, if you're mm-hmm. watching, if you're doing audio only come out to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Jim Collison, and you can watch it out there. But you get also, I also put the link to this review in the chat. If you guys want to head over there and take a look at it, it'll be in the show notes as well. But in the picture I'm seeing, yeah, it is kind of nice to have that illumination. You know, it's, it's I, my, jo- it's my job to vacuum here. So this is why I'm so into vacuum cleaners, right? Because right? it's my job. And um, uh, it is nice. The Oryx got a bright light on the front. And sometimes I don't even turn the lights on in the room. I just go into it as mm-hmm. I'm vacuuming. I know where everything's at, right? But it gives, me this, this gives this green glow, though, must give some additional illumination to be like, oh, I missed the dirt in that corner. Have you, as you've been vacuuming, yet you, you see those and you're like, oh, I better go over that a little bit more?
1: You really do. And the way that the lasers, I guess, shine out of the bottom of this one particular vacuum head that they're designed to work on, um, which is one for hard surfaces, is it's shining out kind of a, a very narrow beam, but at an oblique angle, I guess it would be. So it's literally bouncing that light off of the particles and it almost makes them glow. You can kind of see in the picture that you've shown folks that little things just kind of light up on the floor. And like I said, it's, I mean, you can see some things already and you can see them a bit better with the laser, but what it does a really good job at is lighting up really fine particles. So- I thought, you know, my floors are pretty clean and oh I'll just vacuum up these few particles that I can see until you turn the laser on and you realize that your floor is actually far dirtier than you thought. So that was the big the big thing for me that I was quite impressed by. And I had to kind of eat my words after the first time I reviewed a a laser enabled Dyson vacuum because I was like, it works. I can't argue it. So, Mm,
0: yeah. Okay. So whatever, like, I didn't think vacuum cleaners would generate so much, so many comments in the chat. But for whatever reason, like, I talk about tech stuff all the time. Nobody, nobody does it. Uh, all of a sudden, everybody's talking. So Tony says uh, his stick vac is a, is a Ryobi and shares the same battery as the tools, which is kind of nice, right? Little oh, utilitarian brilliant. there. Uncle Marv says the Dyson V8 animal for the win. That's what he, that's he. Well, he must that's have. That's classic. Does, yeah. Brian says so helpful when the batteries are uh, interchangeable with other items on this Dyson is the battery kind of locked in on it. You can't, you're not, you're not swapping batteries in and out on this thing. Are you? You you
1: can swap them. You can swap them. You can actually purchase for this particular model. You can buy an extra battery if you want to have more than the 70 minutes of runtime at your disposal. Um, But I think it's the out size version or it might be the V there is another similar dyson version that actually comes with two batteries so you can always keep one charging and one on the vacuum
0: okay but the, are they dyson specific do they interchange with other dysons if i have because that's really common in power tools do the do you know do the batteries mm-hmm. interchange on dyson
1: they do interchange on some of the Dysons that I've reviewed, and I'm not 100% sure if that newest one, the um, Gen 5 Detect battery, is exactly the same as like the V12, that would be. Um, but they sure look similar. I know there's a different charging cord on the new Gen 5 Detect than there was on the previous three or four Dysons that I've reviewed, so they might be upgrading a little bit.
0: No, probably worth looking into. Uh, Bob says, I can, I've never seen so much chat. Bob says, bagless vacuums still need cleaning. The Dyson canisters can get dirt stuck inside them. That's hard to get out. And then he gives a plus one for the washable uh, HEPA filters that are in there. And uh, and he also says, "Freaking lasers? Wow, that's pretty (laughs) cool. Um, And then uh, he says, lights, Uh, Bob says, lights are incredibly important uh, when you're trying to seek out Pieces of broken glass or tiny little Legos. Yes. Those are another. Those are another. <laughs> right? Sometimes those Legos. You ever step on those? Well, you. Do you have any Legos around? I've How
1: stepped do? on Lego in my time. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, yeah. it's excruciating. Um,
0: yeah, and getting in that uh, getting that glass out is super important too. Especially the um, you know we get some of the the bulbs like for the Christmas lights. Those bulbs oh, can yeah. be really thin, right? And they're really hard to see, so that might help as well. Jay thinks that's pretty cool. Um, Uncle Mars says Dyson batteries not universal across models, so you just be mm. be be cautious of that if you're going be selective. out. Selective. Uh, uh, Jay says we have a Dyson. The only problem is that it fills up fast. Do you do you have that same uh, experience when you're testing these? Do they fill up pretty fast? That I means mean, they're getting, it getting a lot
1: depends. of stuff. It does. It depends on the model because all the canister sizes are different. The outsized vacuums are sort of the, the bigger vacuums that Dyson makes. And then they're, they usually call their smallest models slim. So like a V12 slim or a V15 slim, I think. Um, So it does depend, but I was testing out this gen five detect that I just finished reviewing and Took it downstairs. My husband wanted to vacuum his office and give it a try because he too really likes vacuuming. He enjoys it. So he said, bring it down. I'm gonna my my office needs vacuuming. And he must have only had it on for a minute and it was full. The tank was like <laughs> bursting. But that's not about the tank. That's about how often husband Roger vacuums oh. his office. <laughs> yes.
0: Roger. Roger, vacuum oh, that Roger. office a little. Vacuum <laughs> that office a little more? I Listen, I would down here. I probably, too. Because I go out and work in the yard, and then I come in. And this is where I take my shoes off. And so, you know, I sit here a lot. It collects a lot of that stuff. So yeah. get off our back, Erin. Get off our back about it. Jeez. <laughs> You're
1: usually too busy working in the office to be right. vacuuming the office. That, that's That's, okay. that's
0: right. Um, Bob says, Lego finders are also known as feet, especially in the dark. <laughs> and that is... Uh, that is, that is true as well. You have, Aaron, um not not to, uh, not to leave them out, but you've also been reviewing, I'll throw the link for this in the chat, they'll be in the show notes as well. You've also been reviewing some robot vacuum cleaners. I'm not a big fan, if I bought one, I did only vacuum. I'm not a big fan of these, as I've been watching this, of the dual-purpose vacuum and mop. Should I change my mind? Should, should, are, are they good enough now? What do you think?
1: I think they are. Um I've reviewed oh gosh probably like 10 between 10 and 15 of the hybrid models. And I'll say some of the earlier ones that I tried were eh they were kind of they were okay, you know, it's like wiping a damp rag across your floors. But a lot of companies now are moving to mops that can do more scrubbing. So the one of the more recent ones that I reviewed from Ecovacs is the Dbot T20 Omni. And this one has two mopping pads that clip into the bottom and they spin. So they're these like really plush kind of microfiber pads. And if I'm remembering this one correctly, they also have sort of pressure adjustments. So it'll know what surface it's on so it can apply more or less pressure and then the pads spin and it you know uses the the water that is in there and it actually does a pretty good job at scrubbing off the floors the tests that i like to put these mop mopping dual vacuum mop devices through is I'll pour things like coffee or wine on the floor uh some of it i'll let dry some of it i'll mop it up right away and just see what happens. And a lot of these newer ones with that scrubbing action will actually get off, I would say, 95% of, of dried wet spills. The other type of technology that you're seeing a lot in these hybrid floor cleaners is um, an ultrasonic scrubbing pad. So they won't have the dual plush mopping pads but they will have um, a flat mopping pad that sort of vibrates over your floor. So it gives it kind of that scrubbing action in just a different way.
0: Still not a fan. You haven't convinced me. I, I, I I kind (laughs) of, I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I just don't, we've been talking about this for a long time and I keep, every time I keep thinking, do I want to go dual purpose? I'm like, no, I really just want my vacuum cleaner to vacuum. And if I guess that maybe I get what our kitchen, the only spot we really, I mean, the hallway in the kitchen or everything else is carpeted. So that's a pretty easy Swiffer mm. mop yeah, kind of deal. We don't have for, I think for some folks that have this, this one, we're showing this Ecovacs uh bot First of all, you can't name a vacuum cleaner with a T. Can't be T20. That's, that's Terminator. <laughs> that's saved for the Terminator, right? <laughs> You can't, you can't <laughs> need a T20. Come on, D. They're, they're getting, on.
1: they're getting smart.
0: They are getting smart. And maybe that's, that we all think they're going to come, you know, they're going to come in through robots that kill us. It's really going to come through vacuum cleaners that will debilitate us as we sleep. That's the whole, that's They'll the whole They'll do something. Goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, and I keep because we've been talking about this, I keep, every time we do the show, we talk about this. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm going to get one. And then I'm like, well, no, I got to carry it up and downstairs. I'll just vacuum. That's just, it kind of comes down to, at the end of the day, I'll just vacuum. So, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't really, you know, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, they are best if you've got more hard surface floors, if you kind of only have one area and then the rest is carpet it's probably not worth it. Like you say, it's just as easy to give those spaces, those smaller spaces, a quick wipe than send the robot out. But I will say we have all hard floors, um, both tile and hardwood on our main floor. So it's about a thousand square feet and it does make a real difference, especially if we've been cooking in the kitchen, you know, you don't want to get out the mop in the bucket after every, cooking session, send the robot out in the morning or just before bed. And it actually does a really good job at, you know, mop- vacuuming up all the crumbs and mopping up all the spills and you kind of go to bed with a nice tidy kitchen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good way to do it. And, and, you know, uh, Ed Sullivan who bought one of these right after you talked about it. So be careful what you say, cause he'll go buy it. <laughs> uh he always does he says aaron says i have to so he does yeah but uh, milo his dog uh sheds a lot and so it gets a lot of the fur yeah. a lot of the hair up kind of in between uh in in between vacuumings you mm-hmm. you also uh reviewed oh, hold on let me get there really quick you also reviewed uh the ultimate uh, mm-hmm. uh robo rock s8 and you say, is it the ultimate robot vacuum? I mean, are we to a point where you can pick a clear winner? or Are they all still kind of in the same, they get the job done category?
1: The The funny thing about a lot of these newer ones that I would say I've reviewed in the last four or five months or so is that they're all extremely close in effectiveness. And they will often just have one thing that, you know, Model A does that this Other brand does not. Um, One of those things has been uh, hot water washing of the mopping pads and or uh, hot air drying of the mopping pads. Mm. So one of the problems that these mopping devices have had is that if they sit there with wet mopping pads, they kind of get mildewy and they start to stink and and the dirt is in there. So they develop these self-cleaning bases, which a lot of them do. But now they're using hot water to... I shouldn't say hot because it's not like, you know, scalding water, but it is warm water to wash the mopping pads. And then it suctions out all that dirty water into a tank. And then it uses warm air to thoroughly dry the pads. And it'll run a drying cycle for you can adjust most of these, but between two and four hours oh, is wow. about how long it takes. Wow. Um, but it is completely silent. I haven't found one yet that's sort of sounds like a hairdryer running or anything like that. You wouldn't yeah. even know they're doing it. So I, it, I think it's they really much... and it does. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, was, yeah. No, go ahead.
0: Do they take much energy when they're, you know, drying generally takes to, How's the energy consumption on these?
1: For me, I, I have to think that it's pretty low because okay. the volume of it and the airflow just seems like it's such a low volume I mean, if it was running on full blast, like a hairdryer or a, a clothes dryer, you'd you'd know it. But I get the sense that this is—you can sort of just barely, if you tuck your hand beside the vacuum, you can sort of just barely feel a puff of air. It's probably more about just keeping that air cycling through the the yeah, cleaning tray yeah. than it is about you know putting it in a dryer sort
0: or speed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, in in most cases, you're going to mop, and then you're not going to go right back to mopping. So you're going to mop, it's going to sit, time is on your side. They're probably getting just enough air and just enough heat to dry it over time. And then it's, you're, you're keeping it from, yeah, because I can only imagine the wet, a wet, closed-in, dirty, like, after a while, you're like, Hey, what? Is that the garbage? Nope, it's the vacuum cleaner that stinks. (laughs) Uh, wait, well not, I mean, anybody who's going?
1: ever left a dirty mop in a bucket somewhere in their house knows oh. that eventually it it comes for you, so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, well, you've got a lot of reviews over there, TechGadgetsCanada.com, if you want to check that. I think you've interviewed or you've reviewed enough of them now that you've probably reviewed most of them if that makes sense, right? Is there I think I have. is there something you haven't reviewed yet that you want to uh, along those lines as as far as upright or stick or, or a uh, robot or robot mop combo, whatever.
1: There's uh, LG just came out with a new line of stick vacuums and uh, automatic disposal unit devices, which is kind of an ex- further extension of the Dyson. We were talking about earlier. Um, it's called the LG cord zero. I don't have it yet. It's coming. I was going to say this week, but tomorrow's Friday. It should be here tomorrow. Um, but it's sort of meant to be a nicer, a little more chic design of a stick vac that you're supposed to be able to leave out on display in your home as, as you want to with your vacuum. Of
0: course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Look at my important vacuum cleaner.
1: (laughs) It's Very nice. So we'll, we'll see what it looks like. I'm looking forward to seeing it and trying it out and seeing what that experience is all about. But, um, from what I understand you can push the canister onto this automatic empty station and it'll, you don't have to hold it over the garbage and, you know, drop the bottom yeah. out of it to yeah. empty it. It yeah. kind of sucks out all the, all the debris for you. I think.
0: Okay. Well, I got th-
1: I got to get it here first.
0: <laughs> you got a review. You got a review coming up. Uh, lots of, if you're in the, in that space where you're going to pick up one of those and uh, you want to know a great place to go, check it out. I'm sure you have just a vacuum cleaner section over there on your site, right? An easy way to go in and...
1: I do, actually, yes. Yes, What's the
0: easiest, what's the easiest, just, is there a drop down for that?
1: Yeah, there's a menu, menu bar at the top has it, and I think it's under, I think it is under vacuum, so I don't have it open in front of me, Yeah,
0: no, no worries. You can do it by brand as well, if you want to, if you want to check that out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two shows ago, you shamed me for allowing coffee to sit overnight. I have gotten more feedback
1: drinking day old coffee i and i'm Jim. still doing I'm
0: still doing it like you did <laughs> you, you didn't stop the, hey, you
1: do you you gotta do you. don't
0: shame me the um <laughs> the 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 difference is I'm not brewing uh I'm not perking coffee as much as I was before, so it's just it you know it's I might do it Saturday for ask the podcast coach Saturday morning. Sunday morning, there'll be some left. I'll just pour it, throw it in the microwave, get it super hot, pull it off. Right. Come on. That's what I do. That's my thing. I've done so much crap for people on that. So, um,
1: (laughs) Come on, Internet.
0: Okay. But, but yes. Yeah. Leave your comments in YouTube chat or in the YouTube comments below. (laughs) Do you drink day old coffee? Is it okay? You can let us know in the chat room right now. Um, but I did. So, it had been, I had made us a pot of perked coffee, and um, it must have sat a little bit longer than it should have, and Sarah opened it up in the, it was molding, the, you know, the (laughs) the grounds will start molding. So. As um, they do, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it won't happen in one day. That was probably a week or two. So, maybe three. So I, so she's (laughs) like, hey, I, I cleaned your, I cleaned your coffee pot for you. And, (laughs) like <laughs> my face must have, like this look of fear must have come over. Like you did what? And uh, and so I opened the thing up, and it was just sparkling clean.
1: Oh yeah, just
0: just silver with silver. Now on a perk machine like that, there's stains. There's there's coffee stains. You're never going to get those things out. But she had gotten it as clean as as possible, and I was a little sad. I'm like, all the flavor <laughs> is gone. It's like a, it's like a cast iron to me. It's like a cast iron. Yes. Right. Well that's seen, how man. I, that's how I see it. I know that freaks oh, you Jim. out.
1: <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> I know go. that freaks you
0: out. So let's lead, <laughs> let's, let's do that to lead into this Ninja CM 401 special.
1: We might want to do that over. <laughs>
0: if you want to do the opposite of what Jim does. Yeah. There we right? go. Right. There we go. There we you want to do the opposite of what you've been, oh, of course boy. you, 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 and I listen, 99% of the time, I'm making Nespresso in the house. So putting the pot in, slapping it down, hitting the button, either making a latte or making regular coffee. They got a lot of great pours at Nespresso as well. So most of the time, just so you know, I'm not going to die of some kind of dysentery or whatever. Nespresso Botulism. takes care of me. But to, yeah, take, uh, well, when you boil it, it's fine. It all goes away. Um, talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about this coffee maker. <laughs>
1: I've been trying out uh, I wanted to try out some of these um really popular coffee makers on Amazon cuz I've kind of had my drip coffee maker for oh my gosh probably like 15 years and I started to wonder, you know, what else is out there cuz I like to review appliances and I'm into coffee as we know. So I thought, let me let me see what else is out there and Ninja is making several different models of drip coffee makers. So And they seem very popular. People seem to love them. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give one of these a try. So one of the first ones I tried is what's called their specialty coffee maker. And it's a drip coffee brewer, but it also makes specialty coffees. And for anyone who's listening and not watching, I am using air quotes (laughs) uh, and we'll get to why, but the design of this machine is actually really cool. It's like no other machine I've ever seen. It's sort of It's almost like O shaped. It's sort of open in the middle. A lot of the coffee makers, the drip coffee makers you'll see are sort of enclosed and you put the pot back in and it's in this enclosed space. This one's open. So it kind of is eye catching right away. One of the things it'll do for drip coffee is it'll make a bunch of different sizes of drip coffee with just sort of the press of a button. So it'll fill a travel size mug. It'll fill more of a standard coffee mug. Um, or it'll do full pot, half pot. So that's kind of nice. If you've got people in the house that like to have, you know, just a cup of coffee later in the day, Jim Collison, <laughs> you could make a fresh single cup using this machine and not have to save your coffee. So that's thing. I'm one. am not that it
0: saving gets, it. Let's be really clear. It's just <laughs> leftover coffee. <You're laughs> it needs to be, it needs to be. We've got some comments. We'll come back to it here in just a second. Keep going.
1: Okay, so that's thing one that it does. So brewed coffee, drip coffee in a variety of different sizes. So you can have the pot, you can have a one-off. It's very convenient and it's fairly adaptable to whatever you want. The other thing it'll do is make these specialty coffees. Now, this is where Ninja kind of lost me personally. Oh, okay. When it says specialty coffee, what it's going to do is it'll make a four ounce coffee. Concentrated coffee instead of espresso. So it's not an espresso machine. It's not using high pressure. It's not using pods or K cups or anything like that. It is literally telling you to put in a certain portion of coffee and then it's slowly running hot water, a small amount of hot water for that. So you get a four-ounce extremely concentrated coffee. Now I will say this, that coffee was not bad. Cause as you know, Jim, I like to, I like to buy my fancy beans from mm-hmm. California anytime I'm down in, in the United States and bring them home here. So the coffee was good, but it's not espresso. So once you start adding some steamed milk to it and, you know, getting your foam and your cappuccino and trying to make a latte it's not the same.
0: It's a pretty weak It's a pretty weak latte is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. 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 And then the right. last thing I'll say about this one is there is a milk frothing attachment on this machine, which, again, I was like, man, this machine does so much. But it's not really good at frothing the milk. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have any heating properties. So oh. you've got to heat the milk either on the stove or in the microwave. Then you've got to froth it. And when I did it in my testing, it would froth the milk really fast. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. It frothed it, you know, in like 10 or 15 seconds. And then it fell in on itself within about another 10 or 15 seconds. So all mm. the foam that it creates, just the bubbles just pop instantly. And it's it's yeah. back to being milk again. So yeah. now you're back to mm, flat milk and concentrated coffee. Yeah, Yeah. So, and I well, mean... If that's what you like, if you yeah. kind of like that concentrated coffee, which I, I've never experienced anything like it. It's not even like an Americano. Right. It's just really strong coffee. So, mm-hmm. like I said, that coffee on its own was just fine. And I've been – I saved it, Jim. It's in the fridge and I'm using it in <laughs> espresso martinis. <laughs>
0: uh, but it's
1: fridge. it's not a – I I didn't love it for the specialty coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it makes, so it's a fine coffee maker. Uh, The specialty side of things. Yeah, yeah. So from a specialty standpoint, what, what do you like? Like if you were, have you tested a device that you really, really like to make Mm -hmm. lattes or to make, and and the milk is the really difficult part, I think, on this. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: What, what do you, what do you really like?
1: I really like espresso. And for a lot of years, I had a fancy, you know, um, oh, my gosh, Rancilio, I think was the name mm. of the machine. Okay. So, uh, you know, a machine that you have to master, and I mastered it for many years. And then after a while, you kind of just get tired of having to master a double espresso every single morning. And especially here in Calgary, where we're at higher altitude and, you know, air and water and pressure and rain and snow and things, everything affects espresso when you're doing it that way. So I started experimenting with the pod machines. And again, much like the lasers on vacuums, I was like, pod coffee is going to be garbage. And I was really surprised to find that I liked the Nespresso pods. So after a while, after testing probably four or five different Nespresso and Keurig machines, uh, I ended up buying a Nespresso machine and selling my Rancilio. So mm. that's that's what I do. Is I usually get up and I have a nice, really fast, really good double espresso from my espresso machine while the the drip coffee drips.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I, um, I've actually liked Nespresso's got you know, they'll make, you can buy the pods for espresso. And I've, I've liked those. Those have been delicious and tasty and been good ways. I bought a separate milk frother to get that done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've got my pump of, of flavor or whatever, if I want to throw that in there. And that's, that's worked out. I can make that latte in uh, maybe two minutes. Uh, and it's yeah. uh, way cheaper than, you know, you would do at Starbucks. Even, it's you know, the
1: pods. So Yeah.
0: The pods have gone up a little bit at Nespresso. You know they're buck thirty-five now, buck forty-five or or so for depending on what you get. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's worked out. I, the Nespresso still for me still does that, and even the coffee, you know, that it, it has been a good device to be able to do both: make a specialty mm-hmm. coffee and make. Now it doesn't. My my Nespresso doesn't have a milk frother, but I have found the coffee makers that try to do milk frothing just don't. Yeah do it very well. Right. You almost want to dedicate it I would it. say
1: that's true. There's, yeah. there's a lot of the Nespresso based machines. Um, I can't think of the name of one of the more recent ones that I've reviewed, but yeah, like the milk doesn't get as hot, you know, it, it's yeah. hard to get it right. If you're not using yeah. a true steam wand or if you don't have, you know, the right tools. So yeah. there's one of the things I actually found that surprised me for, frothing the milk anyway, it still doesn't heat it, is those little handheld machines, the little wands that you can get on Amazon for, gosh, on Prime Day, they were $5, but they're usually around 12 bucks. Does a really good job at frothing the milk. Yeah. So, you know, talk about saving some money that's that's one way of doing it if you don't mind heating the milk up yourself
0: well and i've bought in a 35 or 40 it heats it and then it has a magnetic frother you get two options you get the the um, oh yeah you know you get the one that's separated for the for the real foamy froth and then if you're like i don't like it as foamy i just like it a little Mm -hmm. thicker than regular. just pouring milk in right so it's, you get the flat pod that you put in there and then you hit the button and it spins it magnetically. I, I'm not exactly sure how all that works, but it does get it frothed for you. It heats it up at the same time. It's in a stainless steel mug, so you can wash that thing out and use it a thousand times. And, um, and those have been really good. The It's great for the grandkids to make hot chocolate with. So pour oh, the chocolate yeah. in, you know, take the Nestle's or whatever, pour that in, put the milk on top hit that button, put the lid on, and it'll just spin till that thing is nice and warm, not too hot for the kids, right?
1: Right, right. As
0: a kid, I would always burn my lips or tongue. My mom would make hot chocolate. It'd be super hot, right? You know, and, and this comes out the perfect temperature. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm moving to those magnetic, heated, kind of stainless steel, super Mm -hmm. easy. Yeah, those, I'm I'm writing this
1: down because I haven't tried one of these. I don't think. Yeah, so.
0: you should give it a, give it a try. 30 to 50 bucks, easy to clean, super easy to clean. Like, you know oh, how some okay. of those, like you don't want milk, right? I mean. <laughs> Sitting uh, it, like it, the
1: yeah. robot vacuum.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ooh. All right. couple things on, on back to me really quick. John Biggs says yuck for, for drinking coffee the next day. <laughs> Tony, though, says he drank a soda that was in the car at the airport <laughs> after two weeks. I think Tony okay. wins. Not too, not too bad. Um, Aaron forgot to ask you last week. Do you have your own cupping spoon? What does that mean?
1: I do not. Okay. A cupping spoon is like a tasting spoon that professional coffee
0: oh, sommeliers,
1: okay. I'm not sure what the term for them is, use to, to sip out of the okay. out of the coffee cup when they're sampling it so that you they get just it. the right amount of air and coffee yeah, and draw it
0: over your tongue. Yeah. Like you do wine, That's some of right. those kinds of things. All right. Well, uh, good to know that you're, you, cause if you did, you'd probably judge me even more. Then John says, "Do, do you gather talking to me? Do you gather old coffee from cups <laughs> or <laughs> pour them together, then heat them up? Well, it, it, you know, sometimes. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Uh, uh, Tony says the housekeeper told my wife not to use the hotel room coffee makers. You never know the last time mm. those have been cleaned. Now, oftentimes they're drip, so it's not like you're running coffee yeah. through there, but they, that water. Yeah, could somebody's
1: not out. drinking right out of the machine.
0: No, no. Um, yeah. Let's see. Anything. Brian says he mainly uses a Keurig and we have a Keurig mm. uh, um, plumbed in at work. So you can just put the pot mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, push it and do it. And that's, that's okay, coffee. I have a Nespresso at work as well, and I keep pods both at home and at work and just prefer it that way. It's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob says the main issue with a steam wand is if you have a crappy one that, that isn't, uh, isn't hot enough uh, or forceful enough, you're just adding hot water to your milk, right? I th- Absolutely. I think, yeah. Um, and then Brian says he loves the ember, loves using the ember to let the coffee get up and stay the proper temp. Um, I've got a few Ember comments, but what do you have? See, what is that one? Which What's the size on that one?
1: Uh, this is the larger stay-at-home mug. Yeah. So the right. Ember uh, Mug 2 in the larger larger size I it's format. But it, I think it's
0: 12.
1: I think so, yeah. Uh, plenty big enough for me, and it keeps it really hot. I love the Ember Mug. I have the warming coaster, I guess, sitting right yep. beside my desk. So I can have yep. my coffee yeah. in here while I'm working in the morning, and it's fantastic. Another, another gift I reviewed and then went out and bought for myself yeah. because yeah. I was like, you know, don't, don't want to send it back. So getting, getting my own.
0: Yeah. They're great. Kevin Schoonover, a gifted me one at Christmas time and he sent me the eight ounce and I love, I love the mug. It took it to work, plugged it in. Everybody comes by and asks about it. I actually... Uh, We did a, at at Gallup, we did a, um, we call them town halls, when everybody gets together, Mm -hmm. and then we all jump on Zoom, and there's some people presenting. And I did a section, I I did a gadget review section, and I I reviewed the Ember mug in it, which was super cool. But what I found is 8 ounces isn't enough for me. Like, I drink it Mm -hmm. before it would even have a chance to get cold. So it's, it's, I really, I really need the size that you have, the larger size. And to be honest with you, I would want one this size. <laughs> it's grande size, right? Like
1: yeah. a full. Well, they do make a travel yeah. mug that I think yeah. is 14 or 16 ounces. I can't remember off the top of my head. I reviewed that yeah. a long time ago. That was my first Ember review and yeah. kind of set the, set the tone for me on the Ember mugs. So,
0: yeah. And I don't need, um, I don't need lids because I don't, that's just not the way I drink them. But I want a yeah. lot there. So I'm not having to go back Get more coffee. So what I found myself doing is getting coffee in a big cup, pouring it into the ember, drinking it, <laughs> and then, it, <laughs> then pouring it the Because it will rest. heat
1: it up, too, right? Yeah, it will. Like, yeah. e- if you have cold coffee in the bigger mug and you pour it into the ember mug, the ember mug will bring it up to temperature for
0: you. It will. Yeah, it's just I drink it before it gets a chance to do anything. <laughs> I don't know what this milliliter stuff is, but Bob says... <laughs> 355 <laughs> milliliters for that travel mug too. I gotta, I gotta learn my ounce to milliliter conversion table. I gotta, I gotta, if I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I, Kevin, I, I hesitate cause he's a listener. Uh, I appreciate you sending me the mug. Uh, I just don't, I just drink, I find I drink it too fast. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. just filling up the Ember mug, um, on that. And so, but I love the concept and I love, Uh, I love the way it works. Hey, you said before we got uh, started here, you you said you've had some experience with Timu. And I don't, I, is that, am I pronouncing that right? I don't know anything about that. Tell me, tell me about this Timu.
1: Yeah. So this is, I guess you could call it an Amazon competitor that's popped up. Um, It's, I believe it's a Chinese company. So it's Timu.com, T E M U.com. And, What it seems to me like they're trying to do is be an upstart Amazon. So um, they sent me an email. I sort of got on their mailing list somehow and had also seen a bunch of influencers sort of talking about, oh, I got it on Timu, got it on Timu. So I thought, "Eh, I'm going to see what this is all about. So I decided to go on the website and I spent about 80 bucks and because I I wasn't sure it wasn't a scam. Right. So, I mean, the site is kind of this big, colorful, bold, loud, you know, everything is 99% off. So you look at it and you go, okay, come on. So I didn't really believe that it was for real. Mm -hmm. So because so many people that were talking about it and asking about it and a lot of my readers and and viewers on YouTube were asking about it. So I thought I'll take one for the team here and place an order with Timu to see what you're getting. What it looks like to me, they carry is a lot of knockoffs of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. And I mean, common goods that you would find at a dollar store or a a discount retailer. So I went on and thought, well, let me see if I can find some, you know, JBL speakers or some, I needed some lights for my studio. And I said, I'll, I'll buy them on Timu. I'll spend the 80 bucks. And if, if I don't get them back. You know, my credit card company covers me for that kind of yeah, stuff. That's right, step right. one. I wasn't right. really worried about that. But I thought I'll if the stuff comes, I'll see what it's like. So I ordered I couldn't find JBL speakers, but I did find T and G. So T and G looks a lot like a JBL speaker that I've recently reviewed. So I ordered one of these, and it was, I want to say it was like 10 or $15 compared to, you know, JBL's $90 or $100. I ordered one of those. I ordered another one that looks to me like it's another JBL clone, but this one has lights, and let me see. You should hear. I think there's still juice in this. I turned it on earlier just to see. Bluetooth mount. And if anybody recognizes that sound, that is actually the JBL boot up sound, Mm. which is kind of hilarious. And then this speaker also has lighting effects built into the back. So these are clearly to me trying to be JBL speakers at a much lower Mm. price. So I'm gonna try them out, see how they sound. They just, I just unwrapped all of this this afternoon. So I haven't had a chance to try them out. The other thing I got Jim, which is kind of blowing my mind is these interesting earbuds. Mm. You'll notice there's no name on the box. Mm -hmm. It's just a white box with some earbuds on it. But I'm just going to hold them up next to some other earbuds I have. (laughs) So what you're looking at are (laughs) Apple AirPods and what are obviously an Apple AirPods clone. So they are identical, identical. So the AirPods clone version cost me about $9. And if anyone has been following me on social media, they'll know how angry I am at Apple because my AirPods Pro work maybe 20% of the time. Mm. So I'm really interested to see if the clone works Mm -hmm. better than the original. And at Mm -hmm. this stage, it might, Mm -hmm. but... That's what I got. So I spent about 80 bucks. Oh, and I got some fun lights for my studio as well. Oomps, oomps, so, oomps, oomps, oomps. <laughs> so I'm gonna have some fun. I, I kind of thought these would be a little more photographic lights. They're um they're more like light bars that I guess you want to yeah. look at yeah. as opposed to bouncing light off stuff. So I don't know how useful these are actually going to be, but Gosh, they sure look fun. They're rainbow colored and they're just plastic fun. So that's uh, that's most of the haul I got off Timu and the product arrived. You'll have to wait for the full review to see if the products are actually, you know, if they last okay. more than.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: two to six yep. weeks or whatever, right. but that's, that's right. the Timu story.
0: That's, and then are they shipping directly from China? Is that kind of the way it's working or are they coming through a distribution center here in the, in the United States or the Canada or how's that? The
1: said it was out of Calgary. So okay. Timu Logistics out of Calgary. So that's where I am. So they appear to have distribution yeah. locally. Yeah. Least, I'm sure it here, makes so. more
0: sense to bring them, to the host country or to the country where they're going to deliver him and then Mm -hmm. spread them out, spread them out from there. Hey, these aren't. With that said, it did
1: take a long time to ship. Like it compared to Amazon where you can get it same day, next day, two days. This took about, I'd have to go back and check, but probably about two to three weeks. So if you can wait for stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's (laughs) It's tough to wait for stuff. I ordered something Thursday. It came Friday morning. (laughs) You know, you're like, oh, that's here already. You know, pretty soon it's going to be like ordering Chinese food. You're going to think it and it's going to appear and you won't even have to tell them. They're going to start predicting what you need. And they're like, well, if you didn't need it, just send it back. And then you're like, well, I'll just keep it. It's here, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So it was only
1: 10 bucks.
0: So I kind of wonder, you know, okay, again, do not judge me for what I'm about to show you. Okay. But, Lately, my favorite shoes of all time, like for the my whole life, have become Crocs. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> love. I don't know what took me so long to get to They're Crocs. Comfortable. They are. I. I and I don't. I don't really wear them in public for the most part. They're like slippers for me at the house, right? So yeah, out in the garden or outside, walking around or just lounging around the house or whatever, right? It, uh but i've i ordered a pair of these crocs they're 35 bucks thirty 35 bucks maybe get them at walmart for 25 whatever Look but they're at that. they're eight dollars here like and you'd think how, how hard is it to make a uh you know a plastic or whatever these things are made yeah. out of so maybe my, for my some, sense you know. of
1: it though jim is that they're actually coming out of the same factory so you know what i mean they're like oh, white labeling yeah. it the factory is pushing crocs out one end of the the yep. back door and yep. these out the other side under a different label. And they're honestly probably exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah. These look exactly like the ones I'm wearing right now. Cause I have Crocs on right now and it's, it's like, they look exactly. And yes, I wear socks with Crocs, but the, I know you're not supposed to do that, but I'm, I'm old. Well, have you anything.
1: have you not seen the fur-lined Crocs, Jim? The fuzzy no. lining crocs? No. no oh, I Jim. I, oh. I get a pair of these every couple of years for husband Roger. You can get crocs with I call them fur lining. Fur makes it sound a little more exotic yeah. than it actually yeah. is, but they're lined crocs. Um, almost like almost like an Uggs kind of yeah. setup, right? Where yeah. it's nice and fuzzy oh. and warm and yeah. cozy.
0: Yeah.
1: He loves them. He wears them outside and you know, in the backyard yeah. and stuff all yeah. the time. So you got to check out the Fuzzy okay. Crocs.
0: I will go to Timu and try that, because uh, this would be one of those things. If it, if, to your point, if it's the same stuff, just coming out the other end of yeah. the factory, um, it'd be interesting for, for 9 bucks. And I could, I like, I don't need to, I don't need them tomorrow, you know, type deal. Yeah. So, um Bob thinks maybe third-party factories that run extras, like, you know, they, right. they're yeah. going on. Um
1: Had a little says, off I, the uh, assembly line that day.
0: Yeah. Joe says, I like my Crocs, but if I wear them in, a, uh, in an afternoon, a place heck on my feet the next day. Mm-hmm. I think my feet run a little hot. So, like, in shoes, I don't leave shoes on very long, no matter where I'm going. You know how some people go over mm-hmm. to other people's houses and they're like, Oh, do I take my shoes off? That's the first thing to come off when I go in somebody's house. Yeah. I'm like, let my feet breathe. Crocs uh, do a nice job of that. And here on the site, you can get them in, you know, at least four different colors, white, gray, dark gray, black, and white. So that's cool. We'll have to give that, um, uh, Tony saying Crocs are all the rage with the kids these days. So, mm-hmm. True. um yeah, we'll have to give that have to have to give Timu a try you uh if we can as we wrap things up here tonight, thinking about solar generators, because I have been the saga for me uh, I ordered you know two months ago, AU Green. they're kind of new in the space. they're a power Roam 1200 and um it had some issues. we'll just we'll kind of leave it at that. U Green was kind enough to send me a label and said, We'll refund your, your original purchase. They didn't replace it, which makes me think maybe there's something wrong going on there that they're going to need to fix in post-production or something along those lines. Uh, Great customer service really worked with me. Uh, The refund came through today. But I bought the, uh, the Blue Eddy AC 180 to replace it, which came last Friday. I think I talked about it at the end of the show with Gavin last week. Uh, it's been rock solid all week. I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna actually recommend anything till I've tried it for a month or two or three. I just want to see that thing kind of work for a while. So, but you're. But you've been working with Blue Eddy uh, on your site. What kind of things have they been? What What are you doing with them? And and how's that working out?
1: Yeah, they came on as a sponsor of the blog of TechGadgetsCanada.com. So they're doing some um, some posts with us which I'm really grateful for that that helps us keep the lights on anybody who has their own blog or or YouTube channel or podcast knows. So we're grateful for that. Um, so we've really just been educating people about what's out there from Blue because they've got a lot of different power banks, or I shouldn't call them power banks, um, portable power stations, and portable power solutions. And I, you know, I checked them out when we were looking to bring them on. And ton of great reviews. So many people love their Blue Eddy devices. And these are essentially portable, almost like portable generators or portable power stations. Mm -hmm. You can plug in everything from your phones and your laptops and your cameras to if you get a bigger power station, you can plug in, you know, the blender, the air conditioner, the fan, what have you. And you can recharge them by plugging them into the wall. You can plug them into your car to recharge them, or you can use solar panels, connect solar panels and recharge them that way. So yeah, we're really excited to learn more about them. We just reviewed the Bluetti EB3A on the blog. Um, and one of uh, one of the folks that writes for techgadgetscanada.com checked it out. And he had a really good experience with it. He He really did his best to try and run it out and uh see if he could beat it and he wasn't able to so he uh he quite liked it and yeah so we've got the um the 180 coming hopefully soon i think so we should have a yeah. review of that up in the next few weeks
0: good good it'll be the one as as i talk about it your review will be the one that i point people to um cuz i think you do a really good job of being fair and and uh, open and honest about it and the the, the pros and the cons. Um, so far, so good. I think the one thing I um, wish it had was um, uh, a Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, it connects the app via Bluetooth, but it's just to the app and I can't get it any, we talked about this with Gavin, uh, maybe we'll work on getting it uh, through uh, Unraid and Home Assistant. But Um, Otherwise, I I use it as a UPS device. I don't know if I really need to be checking it remotely all the time, although my listeners will find some reasons why. They'll be like, Oh, no, no, but this situation, you would want to be able to, like, whatever. Um, You know, they they are, and Bob is right. He says, Never have I seen someone looking forward to a power failure more than Jim Collison. And, uh, And, and maybe that's a little true. It came in, I set it up, I plugged in the generator to the house, ran the cord, unplugged it from the grid, plugged it into the generator. It works great. Charges back up. It'll take up to 500 watts of solar power if I wanted to bring that in. The Green would not do grid and solar at the same time. Blue mm. eddie has got that kind of nailed. Um, just a Yeah, good, that
1: is one of their features that I thought was really unique and interesting that you can actually charge it faster by, by using two sources, which is yeah. magic.
0: Yeah, faster and, um, and maybe a little more efficient from, uh, from, from that standpoint mm. of being able to get at least, in some cases, getting half of it from solar. With your van life stuff, do you keep, how are, are what do you, what do you keep in the van?
1: Yeah, we have, uh, we used to have two backup power sources, we sort of had a smaller lunchbox sized one that we would use for phones and things like that. And then we did have a much bigger one, um, a Renogy one for a long time, um, that we just found we weren't using because we've got plenty of solar in the van now. So um, we ended up selling that and moving on to a different different option. But um, I'm looking forward to trying some of these Blue eddy devices. And because we do spend time in California, you know, all kinds of things happen in California and could happen in California. So yeah. especially yeah. if you're in a place where, you know, a natural disaster could happen at any time, I think having a, a backup power solution that can, you know, especially if you've got you know, if you're using a CPAP machine, just as one example, if you have concerns or you have medications that you have to keep refrigerated, you know, being able to plug a small fridge into a portable power solution could could really be a mm-hmm. a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And I'm only exaggerating a little bit there, but yeah. yeah. No, so there's all no. kinds of good reasons to have a device uh, like that.
0: Yeah. No, I don't think you are. CPAP machines and some of those kinds of things. Jo- Joe says he looked at Uh, power stations, but was concerned about the 20 to 30 millisecond cutover. Many of them are advertising 20 milliseconds or below. In some of the reviews uh, I've been watching, they actually have measured the cutover and it's more like 10. They can't get it 10 Mm -hmm. consistently. It's 10, 12, 15, 10, 12, 15. So they just say 20 to just make sure they're covering themselves on that. Uh, Blue Eddy is one of those where I've seen it test as, as quick as 10. Um, he says he bit the bullet, bit the bullet, and ordered another UPS. Um, Joe, I uh, was worried about that too. I'm running five PCs and eleven monitors off of the 180. In in the testing I've done with it, even the U Green was good at this. 20 millisecond kind of over without it disrupting. I never had anything go offline mm-hmm. because it wasn't enough. So um, I think most devices with that 20 second, that 20 millisecond are enough. Well, whatever you choose to do, Joe, that's, that's good as well. It, it, um, <laughs> he, he does say, seems from reading 20 to 30 is fast enough, but most devices, but not all. And that is true. Your mileage may vary. Thinking about, uh, thinking about that. You also wrote an article um, over there, I'll post this in the show notes as well as in the chat, talking about choosing the right system. And I, I'm assuming you partnered with them on this, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or John partnered with them on writing this. I think that's one of the things that uh, coming to solar generators and the new, um, you know, the, the new power sources and the new batteries and all the technology they're putting into this. At first it was a little, you know, we did lead acid for a long time and then we did Mm -hmm. just lithium. And now these lithium phosphate that, that can get up to 3000, sometimes more cycles before they are at 80%, not done, they're just at 80% of their, of their capabilities, has really changed the space for, for solar generators. Like, they're actually really viable right now. I mean, as we think about them, they're handy and helpful, and you can get them around, and they're actually pretty good, don't you think?
1: Yeah, they've really come a long way, even just in the last you know, six or eight years since I started taking a look at all this stuff when we, you know, got our first camper van and, and moved into all that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they you couldn't really plug in anything over, you know, the size of a curling iron on a lot of these devices, yeah. but yeah. they've they've vastly improved them. And that was one of the reasons I was really interested in in what Blue Eddie in particular yeah. had to offer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and yeah, coming when it comes to choosing, you just you really have to you have to kind of know and commit to what you're going to use it for. You can't just get it and think, oh, sure, I'll just, I'll, I'll buy based on budget. You have to know what the amperage or voltage or what the power draw is for the device or the most important devices that you're going to use it for. Yeah. And you've got to buy the right device for that. So it does, it does take a bit of homework, which I think is intimidating for some people sometimes, Yeah. but yeah. if you get the right device, it's a yeah. game changer.
0: Yeah. And I spent a lot of time watching videos, reviews, going through, you know, uh, doing, you know, um, going through. I gave Ugreen a chance because they were new. And at the, at the time that they had that, they had the first offering and the price point that I wanted, with the size that I wanted. And since mm-hmm. then, Blue came out with one. EcoFlow is going to be coming out with one here um, shortly. The other, one of the other things that they have done, too, with the solar generators is, of course, You can take two units now, I think both Blue Eddy and EcoFlow have a 240 converter, so you can put that together. And now you can run, you can run equipment that requires 240 power, like your, like your dryer or like your oven, and you can run those things off of, off of batteries, which is pretty amazing to me. Yeah, pretty amazing. It
1: is. That stuff just blows my mind still, because you know it, it, we just didn't have these options beforehand if if you no. needed a really serious backup power solution you were you were getting a giant gas generator and that was yeah. kind of it for a long time and yeah. you know we all, we've all heard the stories about how dangerous those can be so i i love the solar power station solution and and i think they're only getting better
0: yeah yeah it's a good i think it's a good time this is one of those areas where i think the market's matured to a space Mm -hmm. where it's, the offerings are really, really good. As you hear the YouTubers talking about these, they'll, when they start saying, of course it has, you know, that's a telltale sign, I think, that the market is maturing. When they are tired Mm -hmm. of saying, of course it has this, and of (laughs) Of course course it has that, that. of course. Yeah, 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 uh, on some of those. Um, So it gets, it's a good opportunity. I like mine. Um, I, it's, it's been working, you know, it's been working like a champ. I, again, my test is every week on the weekends, I'll unplug it and try to discharge it down to about 5%, mm-hmm. then plug it back in, just see what it does. And I want to do that for four or five or six weekends in a row, just to make mm-hmm. sure it does what it's supposed to do. My, my goal is really just yeah. to have enough time to, and it's so funny. Now, if the power goes out, I'm like, I'll wait a few minutes and then I'm like, Oh,
1: <laughs> it's still good <laughs> like
0: like i can go <laughs> I can go set up the backup right kind of thing yeah. and um and so it's it's been it's been pretty good well check that out um they got a lot of great stuff going on um and i was it was, I was glad to see you partnering with blue eddy and uh, we've got one of those here as well check it out techgadgetscanada.com as before we let you go Aaron, what what's coming up? You, you alluded to, maybe you had something coming, but anything else you want to share uh, on things that you're looking at here in the future from a review standpoint?
1: Let's see, let's see. I'm looking around because my office is littered with, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just came in, <laughs> Con- in the last
0: week. Review carnage.
1: I got some, <laughs> review carnage. I've got some new smart bulbs. I've never reviewed Casa, uh, which I believe is a TP-Link mm-hmm. yes, brand. Both, both are correct, um, yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I just got their smart light bulbs in, um, those were actually a gift that someone gave me, which is like, bang on. I'm like, thanks. It's smart lighting, which I love and I haven't reviewed them. So that really works Mm -hmm. out. So I'll be reviewing that. And then the other thing that I am going to be reviewing is uh, the microphone that some of you can see in the video version of the podcast. Uh, it's from a company called Tula, and it's this really cool retro looking microphone that is both small, compact and portable, but also can be used on an arm in a studio like I'm doing now. And Jim, as you're as you're aware, we had a microphone emergency before yeah, the podcast yeah. started today yeah. and my old trusty old road mic was not cutting it. So I had to do an emergency swap here and get the Tula in. And how do you pr- how do you spell it? that? T U L A
0: T U
1: L A. Okay. So the kit came with it came with a case. Um, it's got a pop filter, which I probably should have put on before now, but it's still wrapped up in the plastic. I haven't even I've barely unboxed this. Um, and then it's got a cable for power and a little folding stand that comes with it. So it's super small. It's, it's not even the size of a smartphone. So I took this with me, um, the last time I traveled because I did have some voiceover work to do and super handy. The other thing that it does is it's a portable digital recorder. So you can Mm. actually use this as a standalone audio recorder and then take it back to your computer, plug it in, download the audio. And I have to say, I was working with some um, video production folks on that trip. And we were, you know, using this mic and talking about this mic. And they said, yeah, well, let's let's the, the quality can't be good. Like, it's too small. It's too cute. You know, let's let's listen to it. And they plugged it into the computer and played back some of the audio And the guy who was like the expert was like, whoa, Mm. this is good. Mm. It's good. And you said the same thing, Jim, when I, when I plugged it in, you were like, oh, that's way better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, we're getting some, we're getting some audio. I mean, I would prefer now to be fair, it's $260. It should be good for that price. Right. That's the, you're in the mid range, mid to low. Uh, premium space yep. for microphones, right? Mm-hmm. Your SM7Bs, they're all going to be five, four, five, six hundred, right? It, it, as we get into the more expensive ones, RE320s or RE20s, the this is this nice, it's a little bit more than a Blue 100 or a, this, a Samsung Q2U or an ATR Audio Technica ATR 2100, but mm-hmm. at 260, and and you know, maybe you can get it on sale at some point, that's five thousand dollars in Canada, but the oh, right. the <laughs> At 260 U.S. dollars. That's a nice, that's a nice sweet spot. And it does sound good. I'd love it to be uh, XLR so I could run it through Mm -hmm. an audio device. I don't want, I don't like running direct USB for my mics, but it's working for you. It's really good.
1: It's super convenient for me and I I the one I had before the road was a one of those snowball ones. yeah, so it was big yeah. and round. and I've never really had a good portable solution. So anytime I've traveled, I've had to do all my voiceovers in advance and if you forgot to do something, then mm-hmm. you know it was a huge pain. So I loved this one. I was looking around for something that was very portable yet still sounded good. And this one checked a lot of the boxes for me. I don't... I was just looking around to see if it does come with an adapter, XLR adapter. does not appear to... Probably not, no. Working for me and my setup and... Maybe yeah. folks out there who no, looks good. are doing their own podcasting and voiceover Listen, stuff. it
0: sounds better than 99% of the people that I talk to on a regular basis. You know, you're, I get them. And <laughs> their their microphone's 8,000 miles away or it's a laptop and they, you know, they spilled water on it or whatever. And you're like, on. Come, <laughs> come on, help me out. Help me help you on this. Although the pandemic made it a little bit better, but that's a pretty good, mic. Like, I'll leave the Amazon link in the show notes, TULA, T-U-L-A. Um I'll leave that the at least the Amazon link, you can uh uh, take a look at it. They have black and red as well. So if you want to get a different color than white. Retro style. If you want to get a different color, oh, and then they got this like teal. Hold on, let's let's look at this one. Oh, the the teal Um, one is
1: pretty sweet too. Yeah,
0: they got that little teal looking one there, and then black, white, red teal. There you go. For the other those... thing
1: you can do too, Jim, which which might work for you, is you can plug in. Um, there's an aux jack on it, so you can actually plug in a secondary mic into this, so that you've got. Oh, yep. You can have two people on the same. Are, the same are mic. you
0: hearing me? Did you plug your headphones into the mic? And are you hearing me through that? And how do I sound to you?
1: I no. I'm hearing. I've got uh, earbuds in. Okay, I have okay, my okay. Pixel okay. Buds Pro in tonight. Okay.
0: And in, in okay, so you're you're running Bluetooth for the audio back, which is a another way to do it. It's another way to get it done. So um so c- super cool. Well, uh very cool, Aaron. Thanks for uh thanks for all that you do and thanks for all the stuff that you post. Again, check it out. Tech Gadgets with an S, TechGadgets Canada dot com and uh, lots of great information. Thanks for being a great partner to us from a podcasting perspective and always saying yes. Uh, when, when I ask you to come on, I always appreciate it.
1: Well, it's my pleasure, Jim. I love talking to you. I love sharing the tech and I love your audience. So it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Appreciate it. We'll let you go. I've kept you long enough. I'll close up the show. No need to keep you around. But Aaron, thanks for coming out. Be safe. Uh, stay out of those, stay out of danger. We want to see you again in a, in a couple months. Good night, Jim. Take care. Take care couple reminders on the way out. Of course, big thanks to Erin on that. She's always, uh, she's always so delightful uh, to have on here, and I just appreciate her uh, so much. Brian says, sounds good both, uh, uh, or sound from both of you sound good from the side. So good. Glad we do. Yeah, it was a really good mic. Her Rode mic was doing some weird digital pixelization, uh, and it It just was, I was like, we can't use that. She's like, oh, I've got this other one we can try. So thank goodness that she had that. Uh, If you want to join us in the Facebook, or in the Facebook, in the Discord groups, head over to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord. Love to have you in there. A couple joined this week. We haven't had a couple join in a few weeks, and a couple joined just this week. So jump in, enjoy the conversation, and I'll continue to post about that Blue Eddy that, uh, that I picked up there. That may, for some of you, that may be an option here in the future. You don't have to use it as a UPS, but just give you an option to take a battery with you somewhere. They're really pretty good. The whole, that whole industry is pretty good. Um, that Ugreen would have probably worked in some cases. It just didn't work as a UPS backup where the, uh, the Blue Eddie is as well. EcoFlow would be the other one I'd go with if I was checking them out. Leave a message for me if you got a comment about it. I'd love to play it on the show. Uh, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Look for the mic in the bottom right-hand corner, and uh, you can leave a message for me there. Don't forget, web, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And of course, you know that's Christian. Uh, you can get plans that start as little as $10 out there, maplegrovepartners.com. I just asked him today, but Marv B. is coming on next week, so i will have Marv back. We'll have some great stuff to talk about next week. And then Christian is on the week after that, the 27th. Christian will be coming back, and uh, we'll be doing a kind of a Cyber Frontiers episode with him as you catch up with him a little bit, see what's kind of going on. Randy Walker will join us on the 3rd of August. And, uh, and then I got some more scheduling to do. I did, uh, I did get Paul Breran to say yes, too. He'll be, he'll be here September 7th. So we'll be doing, if you've got, I haven't said this in a while, but there's somebody you want me to interview and you can make the introduction or you can just kind of say, you know, Hey, think about having, I haven't done an interview in a a while. I've kind of really enjoyed having the community on here. But uh, if you've got somebody, and Uncle Marv, we're looking forward to having you on. Uh, If you got somebody you want me to interview, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Maybe we can track that down and get that, um, get that done. It'd be fun to kind of in the mood again for doing some, some tech interviews, you know. (laughs) I doubt I'll ever interview a Jamie Siminoff again uh, before he becomes a billionaire when he sells Ring to, uh, you know, to, uh, to Amazon. But uh, you never know. I, I like those startups. They're, They're pretty great. Maybe I should follow up with some of the startups that we've had in the past, see how things are going there. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguide.tv slash live. And uh, I'll do a little bit of a post show if you guys throw some things in chat. Maybe we'll do a little chat post show. If it falls flat, then we won't. But uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, thanks for making it all the way to the end. If you're on YouTube, especially thank you for making all the way in. You know, do the things, like, subscribe, all that other stuff on YouTube. Leave some comments. That helps with the algorithm, you know, whatever. Although I don't really care. I just do this for fun. And I do it for the folks that listen. Big audiences are hard to handle. I'd rather have just the folks that just want to be here. So if you're still listening all the way to this point, there's five or six of you live that are, and maybe a couple thousand of you who are listening to the recorded version of it, thanks. Appreciate it. Always good to to know, and I hear from you guys from time to time. Thanks for sending me emails, Jim at The Average TV. I appreciate you guys and appreciate all the stuff that you do. Um, if you're listening live, we'll do a post-show with comments. So get your comments. Stop doing what you're doing. Get some comments ready. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody. I must say that Heineken was pretty good. I, it's, I, I don't, some people don't like it, but I'm a, I'm a, I like Heineken there. We had a Italian restaurant uh, here in town that would, um, uh, had it on tap. It was even better. It wasn't bitter at all. Super sweet. Very appley. Tasted very delicious. Brian says in the chat, excellent info from Aaron and looking forward to Marv next week. I'll be out of town, but definitely watch it later. So Brian, thanks for watching that. Um, yeah, it's, I have, I sent Marvin note. I said, Hey, can you fill in, in a week? And he's like, Oh, of course. And I said, what, he said, What do you want to talk about? I'm like, What do you want to talk about? So he sent me some things back and I've said, Yeah, it's a good start. We'll make, we'll make a show out of it. Erin's so great. She's so easy because she said on Tuesday, she just sends me, Hey, here's some things that, that from the site that you might want to do and uh, makes for, for an easy, uh, easy show. I know we talk about vacuum cleaners a lot, but she's really good at those, and, um, and coffee. She's pretty passionate about it. What are the questions you guys have from the chat room? Anything else that you want to talk about while you got me? You can influence me through chat. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Tony's calling out John Biggs. John, I thought, oh, no, no. John sent me a note on Facebook. Let's see what it said. He said, Tony, which I don't believe, I think you and John are the same person. But he said, "Oh, he did say. He said I'll be joining a little late tonight, but I will be there." John, are you out there? Are, have you been? Have you been lurking? Did I miss you? Did you put something in chat a little bit earlier? I don't. I don't see you, John. So I'm kind. I'm tending to think that um, you and he, he, you and he are the same person. By the way, Tony, it looks like you had super good time on your on your, uh, on your vacation. So you, you do a nice job of documenting that um, pretty well. Says he was here briefly. Yeah, I don't believe it. Um, uh, Tony, quite disappointed with the AirPods Pro. I'll be honest, like, I have had a really hard time. I bought some of those cheap knockoff, um, you know, back in the day, I too bought these, what's the brand name? Sound, sound something uh whatever they came in a case that looked like this i'm not even sure they're charged at this point um and, and i used them for a while hey i'm just not an air an ear pods guy i don't know what it is about that but i just don't i don't find myself i mean i do for podcasting but they're wired it's a different it's kind of a different i don't want headphones on i'm not very not very good at the headphones. So, um, yeah, Tony was a lot of Instagram pics. Tony also says pixel buds are much better sound and fit. Well, it, it, it could depend on your ears, too, and what you like with that. Uh, Joe says, I'm pretty happy with the pixel buds. Of course, they're free. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, there is that. Uh, Brian, been happy with my pros overall. I appreciate the integration with the other Apple products. Yeah, and I've been thinking about getting them, and then I just kind of go, i would never wear them. Even in the walks in the morning, I don't want earbuds. Like, started walking again, and and um, I kind of, I don't know, kind of like nothing. It's weird. I know that's weird. On my walk, I kind of, I kind of like having nothing in my ears. I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe it's I want it. Maybe it's because I want to hear the sounds and the, wh- one of the things, a uh, quick fire pit update, one of the things uh, during, on the 4th of July, my neighbor got a log that was hollow in the middle and he put it in his fire pit. And then we, he filled the log up and it kind of burned through the log. And I was like, that's a great idea. Hold on. I was like, I gotta, I gotta find some logs. So I went on to like that or like that. So I went on to Facebook and looked for free wood. And I found really close, somebody giving away some wood. And they had some, they had a couple logs like that. So I went and picked them up. And boy, they looked a lot smaller in the picture. (laughs) So I went to go pick them up with the Legacy. They're not going to fit the trunk. So I was thinking they were like this big around. They were like this big around. And, um, So uh, when Sarah got home, I took the, I took the uh, Outback over there and was able to get them in one at a time. But it's kind of cool. So I've got two logs hollow in the middle or semi-hollow. Then we'll drop those in the fire pit and uh, create kind of a, kind of a fire out of the center of those. Kind of looking forward to, kind of looking forward to do that. It was kind of cool. You know, we'll put them on, I'll stack them on something so air can come up from underneath. But um, Tony says, I, I ordered some foam tips to see if that helps. I wear bone-inducting headphones mostly. And then Joe says, I wear wired headphones while mowing. Bluetooth ones just can't seem to get loud enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I've never, I don't know, I've never gotten into it. I've never been able to consistently, even in the Walkman days, walking around, <laughs> you know, remember the Walkmans? Big black. Headphones you put on, God, they sounded good, didn't they? <laughs> they sounded good for what they were. It's a cassette tape. It sounded really good. Maybe it's because it was so close to your ears, right? fit Sony had figured that that bit out, but now I'm not a big headphones guy. Even when I travel, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Tony says I put the work headphones over my buds. And that helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I did, uh, after the show last night, I did get, um, so I did take down one of my computers that, so when I replaced the, uh, when I, well, when I built the gaming rig back at the end of the year, the goal was for that to be kind of not just gaming, but also, you know, put 120 gig of RAM in it. I, I bought as fast as I could. It's Wi-Fi 6E. I mean, it was one of those kinds of things I wanted to last a long time. I want to kind of put everything on it. And then I didn't do any of that. I just watched YouTube on it. <laughs> so after the show last week, uh, I moved channels, which, by the way, moving channels from one box to another now is dead simple. They have like a tool you can use. And it, they got some instructions. It's a couple clicks. And you copy this over and then do this thing. And it's just, it just worked. And so I moved channels from one box to another, went into the room, reset the IP, bam, it was, it was working perfectly. Pulls across all the, everything that was scheduled, everything. It's great. So, John, good work. Good work on that. Man, that, that was a, that was a dream. So I moved channels over. And then, of course, the goal was to. It also had it also had Home Assistant on it in 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 a VM in a Hyper V VM. And I, of course, I wanted to, the whole reason I was doing that was to set up Unraid on that box. So I took it down, and the box has got two uh, Western Digital two terabyte blacks in it, and it has three one terabyte greens that are in it. So took it all down. And then Sunday afternoon, um, um, got a, made an Unraid USB stick installed. You don't really install Unraid. It just runs from the USB stick, right? Got that all set up. Four and a half terabytes of storage. First, the first two terabyte is the, is the uh, parity. The other two terabyte plus the three one terabytes are storage. Uh, got Home Assistant, not without problems. I, there were some weird things in the new version. and I had asked, John helped me with some of that setup and, and um, um uh, Gavin as well. I sent, I sent Gavin a note uh, for a few things. Got the permissions all set up right. Got Home Assistant running. And uh, I bought a Bluetooth dongle. This is one of those things on Saturday, I bought a Bluetooth dongle. On Sunday, it was here. (laughs) It was crazy. So Bluetooth 5, cheap, uh, 20 bucks, maybe? I think it was 20 bucks. Super cheap. It did recognize my Govee. I have a bunch of Bluetooth Govee Humistats for the cigars. It recognized all four of them. Uh, Two of them, I had to take the battery out and put it back in to invoke the Bluetooth setup so that home assistant would see it. And, um and got those, got those Go human stats uh, up and running again, or I shouldn't say again, got them on the dashboard for Home Assistant, which typically that stuff never works that way for me, right? It's always, um Oh, yeah, no, you need to have this too, or whatever. I was able to connect it to the, to the meter, like Gavin had done. So, I have meter integration now, where I come the dashboard, I can see what if I've got a probe out there, I can see what the probe is doing. Brought back the our printer ink, you know, levels. I keep track of those. The batteries for all the ring cams uh, are on there, uh, and weather. And um, I'm sure there's a few more things I can do. That's what I've done do on it today. I set up the uh, backups for. Um, uh, what do I use? Uh, I want to say Synology, but that's maybe what we'll talk about next week with Uncle Marv. Um, Geez, why am I having trouble remembering this? Uh, Acronis. There we go. So set up the back, the Acronis backups to it. And eventually I'll be moving my storage off the Moro data box and onto the Unraid box. Just because I don't think that Moro data box is going to run forever. I need to have a good backup that needs to be running, sinking in parallel so that if either one of them dies, uh, I'm not, I'm kind of not out. And I wouldn't be out because I know it's all in the cloud, but you know how that goes. So, um, yeah, uh, it was, the Unrate setup was pretty easy, to be honest. There's a few changes. The CFS brings a few changes that from the old way, but not bad. Set up pretty fast. Old equipment stuff I already had. I I went out, um, I was, I was having trouble with my USB keys reading the re- Unraid USB key builder, right? USB um, drive builder. It was Windows 11. That was the problem. I went to a Windows 10 box. It worked just fine. So Windows 11 had some issues with it for whatever reason. But I went to Walmart and picked up, picked up a ScanDisk 32 gig. What do you think, chat, of the couple of you that are left, what do you think I paid for this? Let's just, let's just play a little, you can leave a comment on YouTube if you want, for those of you watching this after the fact. What do you think I paid for this? It's a USB 3, 32 gig, 130 megabits per second read speeds. What do you think? How much do you think I paid for it? I'll give you a second there in chat. What are your guesses? I have a gnat in here. What are your guesses? What do you think the price was? I bought it at Walmart. No, this I just bought. I just I just picked this up. I I needed a I, I you only for Unraid, you only need four gig, but I thought all my USB sticks were bad. And so I'm like, well, this is the smallest you can get now. It's 32 gig, right? So, um, so so Brian, this was what I. This is this weekend. What do you think I paid? Joe says five bucks. Brian says ten. So so Joe, you're too low. Brian, you're too high. <laughs> it was eight eight eighty eight. It's Walmart. Eight eighty eight was what I paid. Nine sixty with tax. I'll be going. It'll be taking it back. Uh, it was as I was driving home. I was like, you know, I was trying to set this up on a Windows eleven box. I wonder if that's the problem. Sure enough, it was, <laughs> and uh, so well, I, I didn't troubleshoot it. I just went to a Windows 10 box and ran them, and they set up just fine. <laughs> and uh, building that unraid stick, but I think the 64 gig version it was like twelve ninety nine or twelve eighty eight. And then you can get 128. I think you get half a gig now. Would that be right? No. Half a terabyte for uh, 60 bucks. Something like that. Super cheap. It's crazy. Crazy. But here's the question. Um, Does anybody use those things anymore? Like, I was trying to think as I was buying these. Um, You know, here's, here's what's ironic. I found a 4-gig stick that says Windows Home Server on it. I'd gotten it at a, when, uh, maybe the last year I was a Windows Home Server MVP. They gave us these, you know, USB sticks that had documents and stuff on them, or it was just a gift, and it said Windows Home Server on it. So I have the Windows Home Server. It's a 2.0 version stick, 4-gig. You only need one for Unraid. But, so I have a 2.0 USB 4-gig stick This is Windows Home Server on it, running the Unraid. I thought that was ironic. I just, that was, that was me. I just thought that was ironic that, that I'd have, I'd be running on it. So, um yeah, so when I, by the time I got that formatted, that, either that or I had a, I had an old Surface. I had a 4-gig Surface. It was a Surface-branded USB stick that, um, they had like that, this foam thing that looked like a, looked like a surface. I was going to use that if I couldn't get the, uh, the, you, the Windows Home Server one to work. Apparently Unraid now ties the instance of the uh, trial to the, to the GUID on the, the uh, stick. And once you've tried it once, you can't, over, you can't just overwrite it, that it, it reads the GUID of the stick, which is unique. I imagine you could do some firmware and overwrite that, but why, why, why would you even care? So um, yeah. So it was uh, that, that I need to, it is Brian, it is, um, it is amazing how cheap storage is now. So it'll go back. I've got the receipt. It'll go back to Walmart sometime this weekend. I was going to take it back tonight, but I was like, who wants to go to Walmart at five o'clock on a Thursday? So I didn't take it back. So uh, that I got that up and running. I did, I talked with Gavin a little bit about maybe putting one of those little radio receiver dongles that he has to get his, to get his, um, his water usage. I didn't pull the trigger on it. I got, I got busy this week. The other, uh, the other thing I bought this week was I bought from TP-Link, I bought a new repeater. That's not really what we call him. It's a Wi-Fi extender that, in a, and I hadn't realized, I guess I had bought a Wi-Fi extender to go up in the kitchen to cover the deck. And what I was hoping was the shed. But it was only 2.4, so single band. And I think I paid 20 bucks for it. So it wasn't terribly expensive to begin with. Um, so I could never push enough bandwidth from the house to get all the way to the shed well and do a Zoom call you know, I call Ed from the shed on Sundays, so it, it never really worked. I just have to connect to my phone. I'd have to do a phone hotspot, and that was okay, but I, it bothered me. I couldn't get it done, so I picked up now for twenty bucks, huh, maybe thirty. I can't remember. It wasn't very much. I picked up a dual band, and so five five and two point four, and um, it's amazing. The five gigahertz range does so much better with bandwidth. And it does reach the shed, which is surprising. Um uh, so and then I used although that being said, I used the two point, so I used the old one, which is two point four, and I put that in the shed, and then I just tied the two together so they're both on the same. And that's working dandy. I, I'm getting I'm getting all the bandwidth I need out in the shed to be able to do a zoom call and do it well and it works well. It plugs in. So it's a, it's in a sense, a wired connection in there. Uh, but that but the two are basically just, you know, they're extenders. That's their job. They do that well. So extender to extender. So it's super cool. Both of them have a. I, I didn't do it in the kitchen, but they both have a Ether, Ethernet jack out in case you wanted to run a device off of them. Um. Uh, remotely. And so that's how I'm, that's how I'm running the laptop. Works out pretty well. Um, so it, it, it was, it was kind of cool that that actually worked. I had two, I was pretty amazed. I had two successful tech projects over the weekend, getting Unraid up and running and it's built a new dashboard and it's looking pretty good. Oh, the other thing I added to my Home Assistant dashboard was the, uh, Subaru has a integration with it. So I can use my uh, username and password for Subaru. And I uh, I have a little spot on the dashboard that tells me the, you know, mileage and range and how much gas I have and the tire pressure and the, and, and what my average fuel consumption is right now on my home assistant dashboard. It's pretty cool. Uh, It's just an integration with the, with the Subaru app online, but um, it's super cool. Um. So, yeah, I had success getting that set up as well as the range extender. Now on the deck, I have two, I have a 5, 5 gigahertz and 2.4. It, it'll it help. The TV was struggling a little bit. I imagine now it won't, it won't struggle at all. It's a little bit better. I could have certainly have spent more on that, but, but why for that, for that kind of usage? Doesn't get used that often. Um, uh, Tony says storage is cheap. Unless it's an Apple product, which is super true. And then uh Brian says so true. The built in stuff is so expensive. Yeah, for sure. But it sometimes it works better too. Sometimes not. Sometimes not. So good stuff. Yeah, so that was that was I had a lot of tech going on last week. We'll have um We'll have Marv next week. I may, I may talk a little bit about that Marv when you're, when you're back. So it's on the recorded show. No, this this stuff, uh, just the live folks and and a few Patreon subscribers listen to this part. But we may talk about that some more. So if you're interested in that, as well as the Blue Eddy got set up successfully and it worked. I mean, it was one of those. It was just one of those things where, and this doesn't. You guys know this. This doesn't happen very often that it, like all those things, worked without too much trouble. The Unraid setup, you know, there were some things I needed to work out, but I just gave it some time and eventually I figured it out. So pretty great. Pretty great. Uncle Marv has "Gotcha." So we we may spend a little time there, or maybe if you've got some questions, you can ask me about it. All right, friends. Again, thanks to Aaron Lawrence for coming on. If, if that's all you guys got from the chat room, um, oh uh Joe, I forgot to put this up. Joe says he picked up a couple of the 16 terabyte Western Digital Red Pros that were on sale for 220. That's a good that's a good deal. Um I found some, I think I found a 12 terabyte drive on eBay from one of those hard drive, like go hard drives or whatever. Kevin Schoonover likes to buy them from there. I've actually had some really good luck. I bought a bunch of four terabyte drives from them. And um uh I had a one and a half terabyte drive green go bad on me in the in the Chia setup. So I lost some data there, which not the end of the world. And um and so I was like, oh I have an open slot now. I could put another hard drive in there. So I like to buy them off eBay. Sometimes they're new, they come with a three year warranty. Um I bought a bunch of drives from from Go hard drives before. And, uh, and they worked just great. Haven't had any trouble with them. I think I did have one go bad and they replaced it. So, yeah, I was looking at a 12 terabyte, 80 bucks, maybe? Or maybe it was, maybe it's just it right at a hundred or something like that. So storage is getting pretty cheap. I remember when the eight terabytes were, you know, 179 pretty consistently. Now those are like 79. So pretty easy to get those spinners. It it was one of those situations, though, where I was like, do I really need another 10 terabyte? I mean, I have 70, let's just say 80. I have 80 terabytes now for Chia, just, just for that. And then now this Unraid brings four, four and a half, five in. So 85. Do I need more than that? No, probably not. You know, okay. yeah. So it stopped me. It did stop me from, um, the other thing I picked up on, you know, I've never done this before, but uh, one is when I installed Unraid on the, on the box that I put it in. I have one of those little LAN boxes, you know, the square ones from Cooler Master that I like. Um, The Unraid will tell you the the temperature of the drives in real time. And uh, I got the little, uh, I didn't get this. I got this. They were too hot. So I bought a little a little six dollar USB fan just plug it in, put it right in front of those drives, and I got them down to 35 degrees Celsius for six dollars. and it's like, yeah this that was that was easy enough. It sits on the outside super quiet. it's great, it's awesome. And there isn't a really good that part on that case there isn't a great way to put a fan in the case to cool that area down so it works out pretty well. Um, the other thing one second. The other thing that I bought, I've never bought this on Amazon before. Scott's Lawn Guard Lawn Treatment, you know, lawn stuff, lawn, you know, you go to Ace Hardware or Menards or Walmart or whatever. You, but it was 30 bucks on Prime, and that's for that kind of, for a 5,000 square foot um, lawn, um, that's a pretty good price right now. Those, that used to be solid $24 pretty consistent for those. And now it's 35 40 depending where you buy it. Walmart, I think it carries it for 25 whatever. So, but I thought, well, let's give it a roll. So it's coming on Monday. I've never bought lawn care products on Amazon before, but it's coming in. Uh, Tony says he's looking at a Mac Mini. Uh, Um, I I love my Mini. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, it has been what I've had it two years now. And um, I'm coming up on two years, maybe. Man, I, you would, you would have to pry that thing out of my hands to, I mean, don't get me wrong. So, you know, I got window, I've got the Mac Mini here. Uh, waiting on an update, by the way. And then uh, Windows on this side, and I surface here with the, with the weather running on it. I wish I could share this screen and show you guys all the fire icons that are in, in Canada. But um, you'd have to, boy, it just, it just works so well. And the, to be honest with you, the Windows PCs work pretty well, too. But you'd, I, you'd have a hard time taking it away from me. The question I'd had is, should I trade it in on the newest Mac Mini. And I feel like maybe, maybe the next iteration is where I'll, where I'll trade it in. So handy to have. Um, It, I'll, I'll, you know, I bought this Mini and I think I bought the, does it have half a gig? And half a gig of storage? uh, Half a terabyte? Sorry. Half a terabyte of storage? Plenty plenty for me on the Mac and for what I use it for. You know, I move the files off if in other storage containers if I don't need them. And so it works out um, pretty well. It So I don't, I don't keep the goal. And I've got a two terabyte time machine drive on it as well. So that's really the backup. I have a Cronus on it and I, I back up. So the Mac gets backed up to the time machine, and it also gets Mac backed up with the Cronus to the cloud. So all those things, I'm covered. God, I love my Mac Mini. I'm not fanatical about it, but I do love it. It's a, it's a great machine. It has just, it has not let me down. Um, Tony says his wife's Surface Laptop 3 screen is going away. and my daughter's flickering screen and all. Yeah, I haven't had any trouble. I, I have a Surface Pro Three, and I haven't had any trouble with the screen. In fact, that's the only thing I haven't had trouble with. Battery's gone. Of course, you you could kind of replace it on the Surface, but this old probably wouldn't probably wouldn't survive taking it apart. So I'm not gonna. It stays. Fo- I bought the dock for it, so it stays plugged in all the time. So I guess I'm fortunate. Tony, the thing I like about it is it's it's I keep the home automation or the home assistant dashboard up full-time on it. So it's, it's really just a home automation screen at this point. And it runs, it runs my radar. So it's just fine. Low power. That works out pretty well for me. But sorry if it's flickering on you. That's a bummer. Even on Windows, I have OS on a main drive. Yeah, all the files on external for sure. Good, good backup. Good, good backup to have. Smart way. I I started, um, I put a Cronus on the new box. And as I was converting the old Studio PC, getting all that stuff off of it, getting ready for Unrate, it had a Cronus on it. So I put it on the new box and I was like, Do I really, like, do I really need to back this up? Because it might just be easier to reinstall. Like, now that I've got channels on it, maybe I want to save my channels configuration. Although, that's on another drive. So that would all come back. If that, de- if the OS drive failed. So I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's just easier to rebuild it than it is to restore it from backup. Guess it depends on your situation. So good stuff. Well, it was a successful tech weekend. I probably jinxed it now and nothing will work this weekend, but that's eh, okay. Don't have a lot of projects lined up. Got to get the lawn mode. Gotta get the uh, what else? I got something. Oh, that fan came in today, and then I got that other stuff coming in on Monday. Although I did notice Amazon might have been padding their delivery times because that fan wasn't supposed to be here till Friday, and it got here today. I have a feeling maybe that's the the lawn stuff will show up tomorrow or or Sunday. They might have been padding delivery times just with Prime Day. You never know. You never, you never, never know. All right, friends. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, appreciate you guys. And thanks for for, for uh, keeping me company there in chat. It's been a while since I've done a little bit of solo, but I guess I had a lot more to catch you guys up on than I thought. Jump out in Discord and uh, we'll meet you out there. I'll see you next week. Uncle Marv will be here looking forward to spending some time with him. And uh, we will see you next week. Okay? You guys... Be safe this weekend, all fingers and toes intact, and uh, we'll see you next week.